Hey everybody, I have some really exciting news to share before we get started in this week's episode. I have personally been invited to be a guest speaker at this year's Fitness Business Foundation's Virtual Fitness Summit. This summit is for all fitness professionals who are interested in taking their career to the next level. This summit is completely free, and if you sign up right away, we can get you on the early access list, which will give you an additional bonus day where you will have the chance to have a Q&A with myself and other fitness business pros. This summit will take place on June 6th, so hurry up and register at summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Again, that's summitactiontaker.com forward slash thrive. Now, onto this week's show. Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, depict fact of vision, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, we have a very exciting episode. I'm super announced to announce Joe. Joe is the CEO of Spartan. For those that don't know, those are those crazy races I've been doing for the last three years. But I'm very excited to have you on, Joe. Welcome. If you don't know, now you know. What is, that's a song, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for having me. I'm, I'm as nervous as you are. We're both nervous. A little bit, yeah. Just hold this uh, fun stuff going on right now in the world. But tell us a little bit about yourself. What made you start working out? Why did you want to start Spartan? Start from the very where, where, beginning. Well, let me ask you first. Where are you from? New York. Long where Island. In Long Island, where in Long Island? Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai, okay. I grew up in Queens. Oh, and, there you go. I, I grew up not far away from the Rockaways, a, a neighborhood called Howard Beach. I don't know if you know it. I know Howard Beach, yeah. And, and so you're probably too young, but when I was growing up, uh, for whatever reason, four of the five families, uh, the bosses lived in Howard Beach. So it was, it was riddled with, organ- it, was, it was organized crime capital of the world. And um, my mom, uh, in, the, in the early 70s, finds uh, yoga and meditation and health food, which was the, the antithesis of guns and cement and pizza. Yeah, uh, exact opposite. <laughs> exact opposite. And this was before Whole Foods. This was before yoga journals were you know, out. Like th- This was crunchy and bohemian, and I, wasn't, I didn't want any part of it. I wanted to figure out how to make money. I wanted to, be, I wanted to have a Cadillac and a suit like those guys. And, um, but my mother was right. And so through osmosis, through constantly pounding this information into my head, my sisters had my friends, we started to eat a little healthier. We started to go to the gym. We started to, um, find out about, oh my God, there are people that run 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles, 3,100 miles. There's a race in Queens, 3,100 mile race. Wow. So I just, I just, I went on that journey. But I never, left, I never left my goal of trying to make, like I wanted to make money. I wanted to find out, was I tough enough? And, and, um, and so I really ran parallel paths uh, with, with trying to build businesses and make money, but, but also uh, trying to treat myself like an Olympian and, and, and waking up early and training hard and sweating and, and eating well. Um, I just felt like when I thought about businessmen or business people, back then, even today, it was usually synonymous with like big bellies, a cigar, right? Completely not taking care of yourself. And, and I don't know, I guess thanks to my mom, it seemed ridiculous. What, like being a business is like going to the Olympics. 
you got to get a gold medal every single fucking day. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so why not treat yourself like an Olympian? Why, why treat yourself like a slob? Why, why rot? Why rot from the inside? A friend of mine said to me last night. Um, so I don't know if that answered the question or not. That pretty much nails it right on the head, man. Back then, I don't even know if gyms were really a thing. Wasn't weren't they just for bodybuilders? That was the uh, feeling behind it. it? That's a, actually a great question. Uh, there were very few gyms. Uh, one of my customers, I, I built a business at a very young age. I used to clean swimming pools. One of my customers was a guy named Dan Laurie. He was back big when when Schwarzenegger was big, and uh, he had he he actually had a, a manufacturing facility where he sold weights and things. Um, Joe Joe Weeder Weeder Weider. Um, uh, and then all the gyms around were like holes in a wall, like just sweaty, messy, iron, rusty. Um, that gym smelled when you're walking, you're like, yeah, this smells like sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Memberships were like 10 bucks a month, five bucks a month or something. Yeah. Very few of them. They were not, you know, my mother used to teach yoga in the living room. When I think back, your question was so good because she taught yoga in the living room because there was no yoga studios. So people used to come over and she taught yoga. Yeah, there was nothing to do. Even like now, a constant thing I constantly bring up, which blows my mind, is you look at how many gyms there are per thousand people in the area and then how the obesity rate is still going up. There's more gyms, but we're still getting bigger. <laughs> That's a fun chart. You should, you should overlay those charts. I'd love to look at that with you. Um, the reason that exists, I'll tell you exactly why that exists. Um, with three reasons. One, uh, human beings are motivated by one thing, the avoidance of discomfort. That's what's kept us alive on the planet for as long as it has. Avoid, True that. avoid going out in the cold, avoid falling off a cliff, avoid getting eaten by a lion. Anything uncomfortable we want to stay away from keeps us alive. We don't even know our brains are doing it. It's, just, it's on autopilot. Um, so, so we don't really want to go to the gym. So but we want to be fit. We want to look good. So we pay memberships, but we don't go. All right? the time. Um, and, and by the way, businesses like Spartan fix that because when you have a date on the calendar, when you have something that you have to show up for and you have a chance then of go, actually going to the gym and actually doing the training, actually going to bed early. Um, second thing is uh, I was on Wall Street and, and I, I traded equities and derivatives Public companies, no matter how altruistic they are, no matter how, how morally sound they are, they, um, they have to make their quarterly numbers. So if, that, if you're in the food business, and the food business is the largest business in the world, um, as far as an industry goes, you, uh, you hire the smartest scientists around. And you figure out how to sprinkle a little of this magic dust in, a little bit of that as far as an ingredient goes, to make it a little more addictive. You can't put the bag of Doritos down until you're done. You, you advertise like crazy um, and you figure out exactly what's going to motivate people to buy those chips. You buy shelf space that's front. Like you've got scientists and statisticians and geniuses figuring out how to sell us more fucking food than we ever need. I mean, I laughed at my wife because when this, when this was all going down a month ago, we have more food. We could last three years with the amount of food we have. And toilet paper, man. Oh my God. It's just, <laughs> we're all eating so much more because all the food is here. It's easy. You don't have to go out hunting, gathering, That's nothing. Right. You just go to the grocery store and get enough food to last you a year and you're either going to make that last a day. That's right. And, and, um, yeah, so, so we don't go to the gym, um, but we want to pay the membership fees because we think we might do. 
We don't have a chance defending ourselves from the food companies. Um, and, and the other thing is, you know, we're slowly boiling like a frog in a, in, a, in, a, in a pot of water. So what that means is when you look around and everybody's a little bigger and the portions are a little bigger on the plate, it feels normal. Everybody's just a little bigger, right? And, and so when I lived in Japan, everybody's pretty thin in Japan. You lived in Japan? That's awesome. Lived in Japan. I lived in Singapore. I lived in uh, Vancouver. Um, and in, in all three of those places, people are thinner. And so when you land in the U.S., anywhere in the U.S., pick a city, it doesn't matter where you land, all of a sudden you see, it's like hits you like a brick. Like, oh my God, we're bigger in America. I, the biggest example to me is Colorado. Colorado's, I don't know, for those that don't know, is actually statistically the thinnest state. Mm. So when you go there, when I remember showing up, everyone was, it was normal to go hike the Rockies. Like, let's go. We're going today for fun. And everyone was super thin. It was mind boggling. Mm. So motivated to keep going and keep moving a little more. Well, you want, yeah, you want to be around people that, that are eating healthier, that are more positive, that are getting after it, peak performers, those kind of people you want to be around. Yeah, exactly. So why Spartan? Why did you decide to start this? For all the reasons we just talked about, right? To, to uh, motivate people, get them off the freaking couch. Um, the, the reality is uh, we are, the pendulum has swung too far. We're sitting on couch. Look, if I said to you, my favorite analogy, if I said to you, get, brace yourself for this one. You're going to come home when you have a dog. And you're coming home one day, and, and, and there's two different things you see depending on it. On Monday, this is what you see when you come home. Your dog is in the living room. She's sitting on the couch. She's smoking a cigarette. She's watching Oprah. She just had her nails done. Her hair is in a bun. That'd be a pretty weird sight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be confused. You'd think, you, you think it was a dream. But the reality is we are animals. And so why isn't it weird when you walk in the living room and you see – uh, somebody sitting there doing that, like smoking, like it's ridiculous, overeating. But if you came home on Tuesday and your dog was running around the backyard like crazy, panting, chasing things, you'd be like, oh, normal day. And that's what we should be doing as animals. So, so Spartan was started to put the animal back in us, to get us you know, reconnected with the earth, reconnected with ourselves, reconnected with, with uh, positive things, building some resiliency, building some grit. Um, we're a bunch of bubble-wrapped pansies. So true. <laughs> so true. I did the Beast, the first one back in 2017, and I still talk about it to this day. That you think you're done at mile like eight, right around where I blacked out, but somehow got all the way to the end, mile 13. It's unbelievable, right? It's, 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 it's pure will. Um, a beast, a beast is no joke. An ultra beast. My God, you got to bow down to anybody who does the ultra beast. I was insane. Um, we did it. We did the afternoon split at one o'clock and people are like, Oh, this is my second time around. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> to, to go past the festival area where you can stop and then head back out again. You got to be a pretty motivated individual. Yeah. For those that don't know something, uh, I learned real quickly, read directions when they send it out for the beast. There's no food stops or water. Stops. I think there's one or two, unlike the tough mutters I was used to where it's every quarter mile. Yeah. So something for future reference <laughs> next time I do it. Yeah. 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 We definitely, um, we make people harder to kill. You know, if you look at all the stats too, with this virus, the virus is killing uh, people 
that probably, um, look, I don't want to take anything away. So I'm going to sound crass when, when I say this. I don't want to take anything. The frontline workers, unfucking believable that they're out there taking bullets for us. Without them, we'd be dead. Um, uh, certainly it attacks uh, the elderly more, more than, but just, just bear with my comment. Like a lot of people that are dying, at least from the data we're seeing, should have been dead 10 years ago because of the lifestyle they're leading, the way they're eating, the way they're taking care of themselves. So maybe it's a wake-up call. When you ask, why do we start Spartan? Maybe it's a wake-up call that people finally stop looking at me like I'm crazy. And they say, oh, I want to be the dog running around the backyard, right? I'm an animal. Um, so anyway. No, it's a very good point. A lot of things uh, coming back. Sorry, I don't, I don't know how to stop my, there we go, sorry. <laughs> It's all people with underlying conditions. So you're looking and it's like this person passed out with underlying conditions. This person passed out with underlying conditions. This person was a smoker. This person has COPD. A lot of those underlying factors are making it so much worse than me. Like I've always said, it's affecting people who are healthy. I, yes, absolutely. I've ever, everyone I know is in the medical field, but that percentage is so much smaller than it is affecting people who are way sicker to begin with. Look at the photos being put. I mean, there's photos that, oh, this family lost three people. I'm not going to make any, like, just look at the photos of, of like, and I'm not taking anything away. It's very sad. I, you don't want to see one person die, but like a lot of the diseases are lifestyle diseases. We, it's unfair what we're doing as a society to the doctors and the nurses. We're asking them to fix us and to keep us alive. And, and we're doing all the damage to ourselves. That's not fair. We, these are not lifestyle doctors. They should be emergency room doctors that handle, like when we get bit by a wolf or fall off a roof. That's when we're supposed to go to the doctor, not because we ate too many Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend right now. She's working. So she's a nurse. Awesome. Props to her constantly going in all are the you time. Me? Bow down. Like she, like she's even more important than the ultra beast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's the one who always wants to do the Spartan races. She's the one who was like, let's try this. And then the next time it's like, let's go the harder one. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about the different types of races you guys offer for those that don't know? Yeah, so we built a few uh, brands. I'll talk about the brands first from 50,000 feet. We've got, we acquired Tough Mudder. So we own Tough Mudder. We own Spartan. We've got Spartan Trail. Spartan Kids, obviously, Para. And then this thing called DecaFit, which was just getting launched when the virus hit, which is an indoor, more of a clinical, clean, um, 10 pieces of equipment that you'd be used to seeing in a gym competition. Now within Spartan, the obstacle race, you've got a sprint distance, which is roughly three miles. You got a super, which is roughly eight miles. You got a beast, which is roughly 13 miles. That 13 mile beast is the equivalent to a New York marathon. Um, plus a little extra. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, because what happens is, you know, running's not enough. So yeah, it hurts to do the New York marathon, it hurts to do a marathon, but you throw in there 30 plus obstacles and you, you know, you have to call on your upper body. You've got to crawl. You got to do all these things that we just don't do anymore. It changes the game. You got to go through cold water. You got to climb a few mountains. Um, it changes the game. And then, and then the ultra beast is two loop so that's up a full marathon and then uh and then we've got we've got an ultra championship which is 100 miles which is just complete insanity um yeah so there's lots lots of uh ways to kill yourself 
within the Spartan family. Yeah, and I highly recommend for anyone that knows that we're a personal training studio out here in Long Island. We're doing June 13th, the one in Tuxedo as a studio. Got about 15 nice. people going right now. One of those people is actually one of our clients who's legally blind. So that's going to be a new and exciting thing we're training him to do. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to get him to complete this and maybe move on to the next one after that. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I know the community is dying um, for us to have our our first race. It looks like Taiwan. We're in 45 countries. It looks like Taiwan will be open for business in May. So it looks like we'll have an event there. Um, and we're just, we're literally just waiting. We, all our models are suggesting that by July 1, the world is somewhat back to a normal level um, of letting people uh, participate in, in mass events and so forth. But who knows? I mean, that's just, that's what we're showing. Um, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know if they're going to allow us in June, uh, in the United States, but, uh, we see some good rhetoric the last, last 24 hours. There's some good things being said. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. I think we'll see. We'll know a lot at the end of this month. I, I agree with you. I've always been yeah. saying May 1st, we're going to find something new out. And mm. hopefully even for us ourselves, like they closed gyms in New York first with no notice. They're like, all right, close by. And I yeah. tried petitioning as a, PT studio, listen, we got two or three people here at best. Why are we closing? And yeah. they said, no, you're a gym. So hopefully. By the way, one thing I could use your help with, we just launched yesterday this thing called the Gym Protection Program. So check this out. Uh, there's 40,000 gyms in the US. Those gyms, uh, like yourself, are trying to convince their members to continue to pay while the gym is closed. So I said, I'm going to give free races to those gyms to give to their members, to motivate their members to continue to pay their membership, their monthly membership. Wow. So I'd yeah, it's a pretty nice thing on our part. And, but it's also important for us to save the gyms. So if you could help me get that message out to all the gyms, I'd love it. Yeah, absolutely. Tons of connections. We're gonna announce that in here, the Gym Protection Program. How can they sign up for it? So uh, there's, a, there's a website. It's um, a great question. Let's call, I'm going to get my guy on the phone and he'll just describe it right here on the podcast. How's that? Can't beat that. I like the efficiency. Yeah, we don't mess around. Hang on a second. We'll call Jared and I'll tell him he's on a podcast and he's got to explain the gym protection program. Yeah. I mean, Whatever he tells me. I'll put it on the show notes too so people can just access it. Hey, Joe. Hey, you're on a podcast right now. How do people access the gym protection program? Uh, they go to a link and... Um, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the link? Do you know? It, it's join.spartan.com. We are unbreakable together. Join.spartan.com. And then, and then uh, slash we dash r dash unbreakable dash together awesome you get that you think you got that oh yeah we got it and and um we're gonna get um what's the name of your studio redefined fitness redefined fitness is gonna get it out all over long island for us thanks redefined fitness appreciate you guys no i right. appreciate you guys thank you all right see you jared right. awesome that's awesome. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to push that out to everybody. That'd be great. And then on top of that, I want to know a little bit personally about 
Tough Mudder. How did that come for acquiring them? What are you guys planning on doing with it? You know, uh, they were a formidable competitor. I wanted to kill them every day of my life. Um, anytime I went anywhere and people said to me, oh, is that like Tough Mudder? I wanted to stick an ice pick in my head. And um, because I was working so hard to build Spartan and, and they just were just there. They were always there. And uh, I'd announce a date for a race. They'd announce a similar date. I'd announce a location. They'd announce a similar location. It just drove me fucking crazy. And when I was living in Vancouver like three years ago, I got a call from the founder and he said, hey, why don't we consider uh, merging or you want to buy it? And I started to look at it, but I really, I wasn't interested. And then um, about a year ago, I became more interested. Uh, they had, they had still had a solid business, but they had gone upside down with their, uh, their um, balance sheet. They had borrowed money. And um, it got more serious in the fall of 2019. Uh, and then in 2020, right before the virus hit, the absolute worst time to buy an event business, we closed on it. So um, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. I guess the fact that I've given out 500 million burpees to the world, that I've got karma. This is payback, man. <laughs> the, world, the world gave me the biggest obstacle in my life. Are you guys planning on keeping everything the same, doing the same events? You're going to change it? Same exact thing. We're actually even keeping the, the rivalry between the two brands. Um, CEO there is great, team, team there is great, and we're just, we're just gonna make it work. I love it. I'm personally, no offense, I'm a fan of both. I think they're both two totally different things, and Absolutely there's no fun. competition because one's, more, to me, like a Tough Mudder is more, just get muddy and climb some big things. <laughs> I love it. I and love then it. Spartan's more grit. It can't, I can't get upset anymore. I used to get upset, now I can't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So why burpees? I've always, it's always been a burning question when I'm doing these 30 burpees at the failing an obstacle. I'm like, where did we, why? <laughs> well, you know, I used to see my mother do downward dog a lot, which is very much like, like a burpee, right? Especially if you go through the whole movement. And um, number one, number two, um, I was afraid people were going to try to skip the obstacles. And I said to myself, what would be the toughest worst exercise that you'd rather fight through the obstacle than do. And it was, it was obvious, right? It was the burpee. And so, yeah. um, plus I'm a big believer in moving blood around the body in an efficient way. Cause I used to clean swimming pools and I consider the human body to be very much like a swimming pool. Swimming pool has a pump and a filter and it's a body of water. Human body has pump filter, body of water. And, you got to move the water if you want to keep that swimming pool clean and you got to move the blood and water if you want to keep the body clean. So the burpee is a very efficient way to move blood around. Um, and, and, uh, and I hate them. So anything I hate, I have to do. That's just the way I operate. That's fair enough. Can't argue with that logic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this wanna... sucks. Let me do it. Yeah. I don't want to take a cold shower. Now I have to do it. I don't want to carry a kettlebell. Now I have to do it. Love that, man. And where do you see Spartan going? Where's the future for you guys? Right now, I just want to make it till tomorrow. <laughs> that's, my, that's my goal. I just want to survive till tomorrow. Um, we're, we're building a lifestyle brand. I mean, uh, actually, when we come out of this virus, it's going to be great for us because I think people are going to be a little more awakened to the idea that they need to get healthy. They need, you know, the ancient Spartans used to say, we want freedom. But we don't just want freedom from like tyranny. We want freedom from disease. 
we want to be healthy. Like if you're healthy and you're disciplined, you're free. And so, and so, um, I think people are going to lean our way and, and it doesn't hurt that you build a bunch of resiliency, you build a bunch of grit and shit just doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. I love that. Just nothing. I'm doing work at, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, this doesn't compare to anything I've done. In the yeah. Past. It's no big deal. There's no bar. <laughs> I got, I got, I, I apologize. Um, I got time for one more. I got to jump. Um, right now, but I could talk to you for 10 hours, but I just can't now. Fair enough. Last piece of information that I ask everyone, what, what's your inspirational message? Can you leave for people going forward from this, like the take home message? I would say, um, it's going to sound a little dark, but I would say like, like death is the price you pay for life. So make it worth it. Like we're all going to die. Nobody gets out alive. So, um, you better make this worth it because you don't want to be sitting around at the end saying, I should have, I could have someday, like you better squeeze. I, I'm trying to squeeze every possible ounce of juice out of this thing. So I totally get it. Aim on you. If you're listening or watching, shame on you. If you don't love that, man. Absolutely love that. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of health and fitness redefined. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, fitness is the journey, not its destination. Thanks so much for coming on, Joe. Really loved having you here. You're awesome. I'll see you.